What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pick 6 Nation. This is going to be episode number 39. And my guest for this episode is Jake Kaufman. And Jake, thank you for coming on. Hey, no problem. Once again, as I always say every time I'm on, thanks again for letting me join and always happy to help you out. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, I also want to say, um, hope, hey, everyone, uh, hopefully Juneteenth went well for you and your family. And also, uh, happy Father's Day. Hopefully it goes well for you and your family as well. Yep. I'm saying that I'm saying that to everyone. So yes. Oh yes. All right. Might as well start off the show asking you, what'd you do for Father's Day? Uh, I've been, I just played some video, played some Pez, uh, 2020 hung out, had some fun. Um, and I'm going to have, I'm having some friends over later tonight around, I think like seven 15 or so. What about you? I just spent the day uh, helping doing stuff with my dad. Was it bought him his favorite pizza tonight? Bought him some Lumalnati's. Can never go wrong with that deep dish pizza. And then we're just going to sit around tonight, maybe after this podcast, watch game seven of the Eastern Conference semis. Oh, nice, nice. Wait, who's playing? It's uh, Philly and Atlanta. Oh, my God. It's crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially after last night's game. I didn't see last night's game. What happened there? KD was uh, inches away from sending Brooklyn to the Eastern Conference finals. His foot was on the line by inches. Damn. He missed it by inches. That's that's rough. That's rough stuff. It is. It is All right. Rough. All right. Um, let's uh, move on to our topics for today's episode. Uh, the topics for uh, this episode are the Le'Veon Bell situation, uh, we have uh, Lori Lightfoot calls out bears over possible relocation and then the NFL vaccine criticism. Uh, let's start with Le'Veon Bell. Jake, what are your thoughts? What do you think is well, happening there? Well, as we've seen throughout many of the times, one way to get out of an organization is to kind of bash the organization a little bit. We've seen guys like trying to think of many across many different sports leagues, trying to get their way like Deshaun Watson saying to the public right now, he's still in Houston, but he says, I don't want to play in Houston. So it's like taking it to social media is definitely a way to use your voice. And I understand with Le'Veon Bell, it's kind of frustrating in a situation he was in. Getting released by the New York Jets. He didn't, he wasn't the productive back that he was in Pittsburgh, even in even in Kansas City, I was really surprised when he chose to sign with Kansas City. He was not very productive. He was stuck behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a young rookie running back. And Bell is starting to hit that point where he's starting. We're starting to see his production from his early age is starting to start a rapid decline in his production. I think he was overused in his time in Pittsburgh, and now it's coming back to haunt him as well as the one-year holdout in Pittsburgh. I feel that that has also haunted him and the New York Jets. So I just think I understand with his situation of talking about how I don't want to play for Andy Reid anymore. He has every right to his own opinion, but it'll come back to bite him because now organizations are going to be calling Kansas City before signing him or bringing him in for a workout. What the hell happened in Kansas City? Why did Le'Veon Bell say that about arguably one of the best coaches in the league? what's going on with him 
Is there something else that we, is there something that we need to know and that may lead teams away from signing him? Right. Right. I do want to say like, in what ways was he, was Le'Veon Bell overused like, in Pittsburgh? Like he was just like, you know, it's something like he's just the feature back. Like he was great as the feature back, like getting 25, 30 carries, but running backs aren't built to get that kind of production. We've seen Henry put up that kind of production, but Henry's in his prime. Le'Veon Bell was in his prime. And now look at teams like the Titans. They're starting to grab backup running backs to get a little bit of production away from Henry. Like how former offensive coordinator last year for the Tennessee Titans, Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach at Atlanta, he said before the season, we are only going to give 20 to 25 care touches to Derrick Henry. And that worked out most of the weeks, but most of the time, if you want to win, you got to give him more than 25 touches, which is what Pittsburgh did week in and week out. We saw weeks where he was catching 10 passes, getting like 20, 25 carries. That's over 35 touches, plus a couple missed targets and stuff. So almost 40, tar- 40 touching touches opportunities per game. Mm-hmm. I feel that that just kind of weared him, weared him down a little bit too much. And then going into the, New York Jets offense going with a guy like Adam Gage at the time, his whole head coach, great offensive minded guy. And he fit well into his system. But the problem was you could do that kind of production with Le'Veon Bell, but he wasn't going to put up the numbers in New York because of the offense wasn't as talented, nor was the offensive line near the level of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they tried doing what Le'Veon Bell did in the past. Didn't work out. I just feel that it's it's starting a rapid decline. We saw somebody like Reggie Bush a few years back. Look at him when he left Miami and New Orleans. He started a de- rapid decline of less production. I just feel somebody like him, he got way too many touches in his prime, and it started a rapid decline in his own career. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, uh, great analysis there on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. He's a great back, great running back. I think he's still got a couple years left in him, but sadly, I don't know where he can go. I don't know where he can go. Right, like, right. I'm um, trying to think of teams off the bat, like maybe Buffalo, maybe give him a shot, but they got Zach Moss, so it's like they may give him a shot along with Devin Singletary. Yeah. I don't, Hopefully. Wait, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of teams that need a running back. Not very, not very many come to mind. Maybe uh, Miami. I don't know. Um, well, I think like I would, I would pick Miami. Honestly, I think Miami might be the best choice for him. Like, think about this: young quarterback to a tug of Iloa. He had Najee Harris, Bo Scarborough during his time at Alabama. Give him like a system of similar to Alabama he just got his old wide receiver Jalen Waddle it wouldn't hurt to have somebody like a a guy like Le'Veon Bell as a pass catcher and a good rusher like what he had with Najee Harris I think it would be a match made in heaven for him Miami with Tua Tagovailoa because he knows how to use his running back because he did that all the time in in Alabama maybe that might be the best case scenario for Le'Veon Bell yes yes um yeah, uh, hopefully uh, Le'Veon Bell does find a team as soon as possible. 
Yeah, I've been I've been following him on social media. He's keeping himself in great shape, keeping himself in game ready shape. Good. Somebody good. will call him, whether that be before training camp, maybe even the preseason, because we always remember preseason does lead to injuries. We've seen many different players go down in the preseason, hmm. which is why I'm not really a fan of the preseason. But that's another story. Maybe right, we might right. see him get signed because of a preseason injury. Right, right. Um, anything else on Le'Veon Bell? Nope, I think I hit it. I think I hit it more than enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's go to Lori Lightfoot. Uh, what do you What do you think about this? What do you think about what she said? I understand with her calling out the Chicago Bears. I mean, they're the Chicago Bears. They've been in the city for over a hundred years. I don't know if George Hallis would be happy with the situation of Chicago of the Bears deciding to leave Chicago and leave the field that he once coached in for much of his career as well as his time as the owner. I don't know how you would feel but I do understand that we're moving into a new age of football and Roger Goodell said he would love to bring a Super Bowl to Chicago, but the problem with bringing the Super Bowl to Chicago, Soldier Field is an open air, open air stadium, not a dome. And if you want to have a Super Bowl in Chicago, you better be willing to bear the elements of 20, 30 degrees with it feeling in the single digits sometimes with that wind chill and that breeze off the lake. Yeah, And another reason that I do see why the Bears would consider moving without because of the city is they want a bigger stadium. The Chicago Bears, I believe Soldier Field is in the bottom half of capacity limits because most of these teams have built brand new stadiums. Soldier Field isn't the size of Lambeau Field where Lambeau Field is, is a mecca, is the mecca of football. Everybody says, oh, you got to go, you got to go to Lambeau Field. I say the same thing about Soldier Field. You got to go one time in November, December, bear the elements, feel Chicago weather football, feel that yeah. breeze off the lake. It wouldn't be the same anymore if they were to move to Arlington Heights and become the Arlington Heights Bears or still maintain their name as the Chicago Bears. I feel that this situation going on right now is just to show we're not afraid to move, but I don't think the fans would like to do that because think about with Arlington Heights, it's the location. Location is half the battle. Look at Soldier Field right near Michigan Avenue. You could walk from Union Station down Jackson all the way to Grant Park and then walk under, walk under, walk past the Field Museum, and then you're at Soldier Field. Right near the South Loop, plenty of different bars, restaurants, hotels and stuff. They're in a prime location in Chicago. Moving to Arlington Heights, you do realize when you make that move, you got to build an entire area like what they did with Wrigley Field, where they built that brand new area right around the ballpark. They turned into a tourist attraction. Soldier Field is, 100, is over 100 years old. It's a tourist attraction. Fans want to go to Soldier Field and just feel what it's like. And its location right off the lake is a perfect location, Arlington Heights. I don't know what else, what much you could do now in Arlington Heights now that the racetrack is closed. Oh, they closed the racetrack? That's what they bought. They bought the property that is Arlington Racetrack. Oh. So it's like right. if the Bears get the racetrack, most likely they'll close it and build their brand new stadium right there, which you don't have to do much. It's got a huge parking lot. But then the problem becomes hotel, restaurant, lodging. Like you got to make it into a tourist attraction. That's what makes 
teams in professional sports money is the location of the stadium or where they play games. Like we could take, like, look at uh guarantee Ray field on the South side. There isn't much around the field, but it's been there for the longest time. The white Sox have always played on the South side of Chicago. Like there isn't much out there, but they've been there for so long that the community comes there. You're not far away from downtown Chicago and you can hop on the red line. You could stay in downtown and hop on the red line between I-90, I-94, get off at 35th Street for the Sox ballpark. Like, that's a different story with the White Sox, but they've been there for that long. But so have the Bears been for over 100 years located at Soldier Field after they moved from Wrigley Field. It ultimately comes down to how can you turn it into a tourist destination, which I don't agree with moving them to Arlington Heights. I think the way to keep the bears happy and keep them in the city is the city to approve an up an opportunity, maybe even to renovate soldier field or, or at some point, maybe knock it down and build a brand new stadium. Maybe the Arlington Heights idea is like what the Buffalo bills are doing. They just announced a few days ago that they will be building a brand new stadium and oh. they'll be looking for a new location. So maybe something like this, find a temporary home for the bears, maybe Northwestern for a few years, and then build them a brand new stadium. We I saw that. With, we saw that with U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, it worked before with Minnesota. They went to uh, University of Minnesota, played there for a season because the stadium was already being built. I, I feel the only way to keep. That's my opinion. The only way Bears are staying in Chicago is if you give them a brand new stadium. I agree with you there. I um, I really do. I I understand. Um, Completely what Lori Lightfoot is saying. I want I would want the Bears to stay in Chicago. Yeah. Um as and um both of us as Bears fans, I think we'd want that too for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Well, no. And let's think same. about this. Like, what is it with Arlington Heights? They don't have CTA, they don't have like you know, the buses that'll take you to the stadium too. That's a whole nother way of transportation. Like it becomes another yeah. problem. All that's right nearby is the Metro stop in Arlington Heights. That's the only way that you're getting there. If you want to take public transportation is Metro. Yeah. I see. What you're yes. Yes. All right. Anything else on um, what Lori Lightfoot said? No, I think we've ranted enough about why the bears should stay in Chicago. Yeah. Bear down baby. Yes. Bear down for goddamn sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now let's go to the NFL vaccine criticism. Uh, what do you think? Well, I just saw the Cole Beasley story about like with him, why he doesn't want to get vaccinated. And I understand it's his, it's his choice. Yes. Kind of like how it was yes. my choice to be vaccinated. I understand yes. his freedom. He chose to not get vaccinated and he's going to stand by his decision. And I completely support him and understand him. It was his choice. I'm not going to push him to make him do something, anyone that anyone to do something that they don't feel comfortable doing. Right. And right. he's doing the same thing. He's not allowing outside people to force him to do something that he doesn't feel comfortable with. And I understand, I understand yes. where he's coming from. He doesn't need to be forced to be vaccinated. Right. I chose right, right. to get vaccinated and and vice versa, he has the right to choose whether to be, he doesn't want to be vaccinated. 
and he can stand by it and I support him. It's like the same thing with Anthony Rizzo. I understand why he chose not to get vaccinated. I don't like everyone's not going to agree with him. There will always be people that will agree with him and disagree with the person, but ultimately it comes down to their choice. Right, right. Stand by it. And I respect him that he's taken all this criticism and he's going to stand by his decision. I don't think people should push their values onto others. 100%. I 100% agree with you. Um, Yeah, I I 100% agree with you on what you said. So, yeah. uh, Anything else on the NFL vaccine uh, criticism? No, no. It's just, no, it's basically what we said. It's their choice whether to get vaccinated or not. You just got to stand by whichever decision you make. It doesn't have to make the masses happy. It ultimately comes down to, are you happy with your final decision? Right, right. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Jake, thank you for coming on. Hey, no problem. Once again, always happy to help you out and be sure to always reach out. I'm always open. All right, thanks, man. All right, uh, take care, man. Have a good one. You too. Have a happy Father's Day. Thank you, you too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.